When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All the Steelers' gloom and doom emanating from Pittsburgh is growing bigger and bigger. After all, Ben's fat, their draft stinks, and the team is mediocre. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Heinz Field once echoed with the most confident chant in the NFL. Here we go, Steelers. It was an all-purpose battle cry for yet another first down, another touchdown, another winning season, another playoff berth, and yes, a perennial Super Bowl run. Lately, that confident chant has been replaced by the defeatist sounds of a sad trombone. Womp, womp. This, as disappointed Steelers fans slouch away from another subpar season without a playoff berth, much less a playoff win. Super Bowl? Super Bowl? That's so much history. These days in the 412 area code, here are the cold hard facts of pro football in Western PA. The Steelers are two years removed from the playoffs, 10 years removed from a Super Bowl appearance, and a dozen years removed from stuffing their last Lombardi in their crowded trophy case on the north side. Even though there's mere talk of the Steelers' resuming play this September has lifted hopes in lockdown Pittsburgh, the lingering gloom and doom surrounding this once proud perennial playoff team is palpable. Just the past week has been filled with troubling headlines surrounding the 2020 Steelers. Fox's Jay Glazer blasts the state of Ben Roethlisberger's fitness or lack thereof. The downbeat assessment of the most recent Steelers draft class. The disaster in waiting that is the Steelers' backfield and running game. The even bigger disaster in waiting that are the backups behind Big Ben should his surgically repaired throwing elbow or anything else on his brittle, blubbery, 38-year-old body go kablooey. And finally, the ever-mounting concerns that the rest of the AFC North is getting markedly more talented while the Steelers are standing still. In short, the Steelers have gone from being a model NFL franchise to one predicted to struggle and scramble and scratch for the breadcrumb of the newly added seventh playoff berth in 2020. This minor accomplishment would have barely brought a shrug among Steelers fans of the past. But the mere fact 
that Pittsburgh right now is playoff starved, Steelers fans could be popping champagne corks should their team finally get back in the big dance. This is how far the state of football has fallen in the 412 area code. I hate to tell you, Pittsburgh, the state of Steelers nation is not strong. But many of you know this already. Thus, the early panic already emanating from the once ultra-confident Steelers fans. It seems, here we go, Steelers has degenerated into, here we go again, womp, womp. Hey, you might want to pop a Prozac before we go any further, because I have rounded up all the recent arguments swirling around why these Steelers will struggle yet again. And that's even assuming that the 2020 season actually transpires as scheduled against the backdrop of the coronavirus. In other words, these are dark days. And unfortunately, I have all the bad news here in this shocking, some would say treasonous edition of the Steelers Update Podcast from Penn Live. But we have no choice, so let's get right to it. First, we go to Fox Sports' Jay Glazer. He sparked a big, fat media blow-up over the state of Big Ben's ample belly by writing this, quote, First of all, let's not put the words fitness and Ben Roethlisberger together. They are allergic to each other. There is no fitness in big Ben Roethlisberger. His idea of a great off-season workout program is doing one yoga session, playing golf, and drinking some beer, unquote. Hey, sounds like not a bad regimen to me. But some astute sport writers in Pittsburgh noted Glazer's ultra-closeness to Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. And they pointed out the strong possibility that the dirt on Big Ben's bloat came straight from the head coach, which is kind of a no-no. Perhaps that's why Glazer began backpedaling faster than Ben swallows glazed donuts. In subsequent Fox appearances, Glazer claimed that he and Roethlisberger have been chummy for a long time. Essentially, he characterized the exchanges nothing but some online towel snapping that was framed the wrong way. This change in tone was noticed by Tim Benz, who wrote a column for Trib Live to this effect. But another reason for Glazer's about-face could be the bile from disgruntled Steelers fans who swarmed to cover Big Ben's oversized backside. Glazer acknowledged the fan backlash to his remarks, writing, quote, too many of you guys just come out in droves with so much asinine hate. I've had a couple of people threaten to fight me, which would be fantastically hilarious. The continued insults at my family, I just don't get. If you have a gripe with something any of us say, I'm telling you, it would be a lot louder if you came with logic and why you disagreed rather than, hey, you jerk, your stupid mother is probably ashamed of a jerk son like you. Hope you all get COVID and die. If Big Ben wasn't as upset as you guys are, why would you guys get this upset, Glazer asked rhetorically in his column. My statement about Ben got pulled way out of whack as if I was talking about his current rehab. Ben and I bust each other's chops a lot. When I did it again on here, poking fun at him, and it got pulled out, everyone went insane. I was thinking, what's going on, unquote. Hey, you got me, Jay Glazer. 
I'm reserving judgment until we see Big Ben in a Steelers training camp. Even then, we won't know the big guy's real state of play until he's back slinging it for real for the Steelers come September, should there actually be a season. Then we won't need to speculate on Big Ben's fitness. We'll all see it for ourselves. Until then, Ben Roethlisberger's big belly talk is just food for thought and debate. Now for some more unappetizing Steelers takes. Think the Steelers grabbed a starter in the 2020 draft? Think again. Even the guys who picked the players, Coach Mike Tomlin and GM Kevin Colbert, don't think so. Trib Live writes this about the pair's recent comments on their top picks, that being receiver Chase Claypool and outside linebacker Alex Highsmith. And the big takeaway is this. Steelers fans shouldn't look for either player to start at their natural positions in the regular season. Rather, some special teams help is the most fans should hope for from these two in 2020. Quote, both of those guys will be able to help immediately on the special teams as they grow as a receiver and a linebacker, unquote. That's Kevin Colbert on the prospects of his two top draft picks. And Trib Live goes on to write this, quote, Like Colbert, Tomlin mentioned special teams before he mentioned Claypool as a wide receiver. Subtle, yes, but at the risk of reading too much into the ordering of a coach or general manager's comments, it speaks to the Steelers' outlook. Special teams will be where Claypool and their second pick outside linebacker Alex Highsmith show most of their initial value. The Steelers had no first-round pick. The further down a draft goes, the more likely a player is a special teamer and not a surefire contributor on offense or defense. Also, this was a unique coronavirus pandemic-influenced offseason, and it will limit instruction time and on-field work between offense and defensive units, where chemistry and cohesion are built. Rookies, theoretically, will have more of an uphill climb to contribute right away on offense or defense. Finally, the scouting report and mental makeup of Cleve, Poole, and Highsmith indicate strong embrace of special teams. Okay, those are all the reasons why we should be lowering our expectations for the Steelers' two top draft picks. And my take is really, hey, we can't discount special teams. It is not nothing. But it's nothing like a true top draft pick coming in and starting at his natural position his rookie year. That is off the table for what was supposed to be the cream of this Steelers draft class. And this isn't supposed to happen to teams after two years of missing the playoffs. Their drafts are supposed to land a surefire starter. And we all know the Steelers didn't draft another quarterback this year, despite rampant speculation they might. This leads to another chief concern for 2020 the sorry state of the Steelers' backup QBs, at least when based on the blah offensive results when Ben went down in the second game last season, and it led to a historically inept passing attack. So is it really a good thing the Steelers remain so confident in third-year arm Mason Rudolph as Roethlisberger's heir apparent? I think not, and neither do plenty of Pittsburgh fans, but the Steelers believe they know better. To wit, Alex Kazora writes this for Steelers Depot. Quote, the Steelers weren't going to sign a quarterback, making all that conversation futile. 
We know this because the front office has been more open and honest about this than anything else. As soon as 2019 bitterly ended, Mike Tomlin made the decree. Mason Rudolph is our 2020 backup. Those were his literal words. Mason is the backup. Last season wasn't a step in that direction. The book isn't closed on Rudolph, however. The media is always too quick to declare quarterbacks as the second coming or the next big miss. But time is running out. 2020 is make or break for Rudolph. But objectively, the idea that Rudolph could be the future took a hit. That's indisputable. Unquote. All that from the wise Alex Kazora. My take is the debate is far from over about Mason Rudolph. Ironically, the only one who can end it for good is Mason Rudolph. Either he will rise the next time he gets his chance to start for the Steelers, or he will end up on the considerable scrap pile of coulda, woulda, shoulda QBs who couldn't cut it in the NFL. All we can do as Steeler fans is stay tuned. One thing that's supposed to take the pressure off a returning Big Ben or a subbing Mason Rudolph is a resurgent Steelers running game in 2020. But yet again, many Steelers fans see holes in the backfield where there should be strength. The chief concern is starter James Conner. He has been injured a lot, and he looks to be on his way out of town after this season. Meanwhile, the runner many Steelers fans really wanted, Ohio State's J.K. Dobbins, will be toting the rock for the rival Baltimore Ravens. That team appears stacked while the Steelers' running game has stalled. No wonder all that Steelers' confidence has evaporated of late. Here's how Pittsburgh Post-Gazette columnist Paul Zeiss describes the state of Steelers' nation in these now uncertain times and in this wholly unfamiliar situation of finding themselves rooting for a mediocre football team. He writes, quote, The Steelers are more likely to be a 7-win team than a 10-win team. I have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. The problem is people still think this is the Steelers team of recent history that was perennially in the playoffs. They aren't that anymore, and the sooner people recognize that, the better off they will be. This is a team with a lot of flaws and a lot of questions, and that is generally not the profile of a team that has a breakout season and wins a bunch of games. Indeed, as I've said, there are holes everywhere. I've enumerated them in this podcast at length. But the, even the biggest Steelers' strength, its reinvigorated aggressive defense, is somewhat of a mirage. And here's how Zeiss breaks it down in his column. Quote, the defense doesn't have a lot of depth. An injury or two could be huge. Also, the defense is likely to take a slight step back because some of its success was predicated on generating turnovers. Unquote. So, in view of all this, Zeiss sums up the state of the 2020 Steelers with this damning statement. Quote, the Steelers don't play in a vacuum. There are other teams that seem to be better in the AFC. The Ravens and the Chiefs are better than the Steelers. The Bills are likely better. 
the Titans and the Texans are likely better. And yes, even the Browns are better. And don't be surprised if the Patriots, despite the loss of Tom Brady, are still better as well. Unquote. Wow. If this indeed comes to pass, Caustic Pittsburgh sports radio host Mark Madden is marking his words that three top Steelers stars will be saying bye-bye. Madden writes this for Trib Live. Quote, Alejandro Villanueva, Juju Smith-Schuster, and James Conner are all likely headed into their final season with the Steelers. Each will be in the last year of his contract. Villanueva's exit would be logical. He's 31 and struggled last season after making the Pro Bowl in 2017 and 18. Smith-Schuster, 23, is in an odd place. He didn't rise to the level of a number one receiver in Antonio Brown's absence this past year. If he does so now, Smith-Schuster will price himself out of Pittsburgh. If he's subpar again, the Steelers won't want him. Either way, he's gone. James Conner, 25, is the most interesting case. Conner was brittle and rotten last season. He missed six full games and parts of others because of injury. He rushed for just 464 yards, down from 973, and scored only seven touchdowns, down from 13. Unless Conner is healthy and effective all season, as in 16 games, he not only books passage out of town, but gets a one-way ticket to Palookaville, unquote. And you know what, Steelers fans? I can't argue with any of it. Some would say all this Steelers gloom and doom is unwarranted. After all, Big Ben is coming back. The defense is rock solid, and there is talent at, at spots all over the roster, especially at wide receiver and tight end where they added Eric Ebron. There is a glass half-full argument to be made for these Steelers. I just wouldn't bet on it absent real evidence of winning, which was once built into the resume of every Steelers team from season to season. But based on the recent history of Pittsburgh playoff drought and its mediocre play, its mediocre coaching, and its mediocre drafting, I'm forced to conclude the gloomy 2020 predictions are the more realistic Steelers forecast. Sad to say this, Steeler fans, but here we go again. And that is your Steelers update podcast for now. Download the audio every Wednesday afternoon wherever you download your favorite podcast and audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news. <laughs>